Like, you know, you see these blokes, they, they um, propose to their girlfriend in public. You know, what if she says no? Oh, you wouldn't find a hole big enough to crawl into. But I've known Kate for a long time and she puts up with me. So that's okay. Hey, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can join together in your name. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you would speak to each and every one of us this evening. No matter what I say, that you would talk to each person. Lord, you know better than any of us where they're at, how they're going, what they need. And I pray you would fulfill that for them this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of weeks ago I was praying, and I have prayed since, just so you will clarify that. And I was sort of uh, going all right, but I was trying to, a bit out of sorts, I think, you know. I'd, I'd had, who caught that terrible flu that went around, or I don't know where it's still going. I copped a real bad dose of that, and it took was taking me ages to get over it, and I sort of... And uh, I just sort of, you know, sometimes you just, Lord, can you just give me something? <laughs> I don't care what, just, you know, whatever, a little bit of an oomph. And uh, as soon as I said that, I immediately felt in my spirit Psalm 43. And I guess I was kind of looking for a little bit of direction in, in a sense, but I wasn't real sure what sort of direction or... So I just needed something from God. And so Psalm 43, and I was, pre- and I was sure, that I know when it's God dropping it into my spirit and me not thinking, I, I sometimes can tell the difference. And I did this time. And it says, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O soul? And why are you disquieted? Within me, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Well, thank you, Jesus. What the heck did that mean? (laughs) Did I get the wrong memo? (laughs) Did we, you know, the the wrong, did God send the wrong email to me, someone else? I'm thinking, huh? I mean, I know I'm not bright, but generally... I sort of get it. I don't, no one else would get those sort of moments, would they? Oh, well, I like to be unique. So well, that happened to me. So I started reading it a couple of times a day, keeping in my new King James Version. And, eh, and then I started to think, Maybe I'll have a look in another version, see if we can get a, shed a bit of light on it. Now, I know some people are staunch King James versionists, and 
There is no other translation in the, in the Word of God. They're all from the devil. If you're that, I'll cast that out of you shortly. Because if you're half a theologian, you'll know there's just as many things different in the King James as any other interpretation of the Bible. I'm a great believer in reading something that's going to help you. If you can't understand the Bible you're reading, well, it's not much use to you, is it? And this is what I found. I'm going to read Psalm 43 again with a combination of two um, different versions. One is the, the Passion Translation. I've only discovered that recently, but I think it's been around for a while. And the Message Translation. So I've sort of mixed, mixed them a bit because I uh, went to the Filipino service one time and the guy that was preaching would preach in... Tagalog, isn't it? I think Tagalog, which is the Filipino national language, and he'd speak in English. Oh, that's a bit weird. I mean, when I preach, I just do it in Australian. I don't jump all over the place, possibly because that's all I know. And so I talked to him after. I said, well, why do you go between the, the two? And he says, because sometimes what I want to say, I can say it better in Tagalog, and other times I can express it better in English. So they look at the two ways and if they can put the message across better with the different language. So this is what I'm looking at here with the different translations. So this is what it says. God, clear my name. Plead my case against the unjust charges of those ungodly workers of wickedness. Deliver me from those lying degenerates. I counted on you, God. Why did you walk out on me? Why am I pacing the floor, wringing my hands over these outrageous people? Give me your lantern and compass. Give me a map so I can find my way to the sacred mountain, to the place of your presence, to enter the place of worship, meet my exuberant God, sing my thanks with a harp, magnificent God, my God. Oh, I've gone cross-eyed. Then I will say to my soul... The Message Bible says, Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Then it goes on, Don't be discouraged, don't be disturbed, for I fully expect my Saviour God to break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, living before his face is my saving grace. That made a bit more sense to me. Not completely, that last bit that I fully, I fully expect my saviour God to break through for me. That made a bit of sense compared to the New King James Version. So I'm still thinking, um, I don't really have nasty people throwing you know, mud at me. and Well, not that I know of. Maybe you are. I mean, maybe there are some. But I haven't heard it yet. So that doesn't worry me. So... I'm thinking about, so what, what's that got to do with me? And it says in Hebrews 10, don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have, for you, you always have God's present, for, he hasn't, he, for hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you alone, never, never, and I will not loosen my grip on your life, so we can say with great confidence, I know the Lord is for me, and I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. And I thought, I know God's with me. So what's, what's the go here? 
And so I had to keep sort of pondering about it and thinking about it. And an idea came to me. What about your negative thoughts? Hmm. Okay, my negative thoughts. Revelation 12 says, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. The accuser is before God day and night talking bad about me and you. Bringing accusations to God against us. So now the penny's starting to drop. These are the words that are coming against me. The accuser of the brethren, that's all of us. You see, it's the deceiver, targets the minds with lies to make you ignorant of God's will. You're too old. I read yesterday, Bill Clinton's 95 years old and he's still building homes for a charity that he started and doing umpteen dozens of other things that tired me out just looking at the list that he does. Andrew Evans, the older people might would know Andrew Evans' name. He was the president of the... AOG for many years, I read about his father when he was 90. He hopped on a plane in Adelaide and went to Catherine. He didn't know anybody and started a church. You're not too old. The other end of the spectrum, I'm too young. What a load of garbage. We're going to state conference next week and us oldies are nearly outnumbered by the young ones and they are just changing the world. I'm ready to get out. A couple of them. Now there's a, a was it last, I think a last state conference or last, yeah, state conference, a young lady, Calvary Church in Townsville. She was 30 years old, wasn't she? She was made head senior pastor. The, the Calvary Church in Townsville was one of those, you know, it's like the, you know, Windsor Castle of you know, it's one of, one of the great churches of the AOG movement. There's been some amazing people lead that place. 30 years old and a girl. That's even better, isn't it? I better get myself out of that one. So it's not, it's just a lie to make us ignorant of God's will. He's a destroyer, targets the body. Oh, I've got a limp, I can't do that. I've got this, I can't do that. Whatever. Who's heard of Nick Vujicic? I think I said it right. He's got no arms and legs. He gets invited everywhere to basically preach the gospel. He's not an evangelist. Evangelists wouldn't be allowed to go where he goes. He gives people hugs. (laughs) Well, I guess they give him a hug. When he's finished his talks, they all line up and give him a hug. How many thoughts were going round in his head as a teenager? Well, you're not going to amount to anything, are you? Look at you. And he gets in more places than most Christian speakers or evangelists had even hoped for. Targets your free will with pride. Why do I need God? I'm pretty good on my own. Who needs God? 
targets the heart and the conscience through endless accusations to bring an indictment by God's will. Did God really say you can't eat of that tree? Oh, God. James did this the other day, and it says in your word that you're not meant to do that. Constantly, constantly, constantly. Where's our battle? In the mind. It's about thoughts and doubts. That's the accusers, those thoughts. They're called ants. Automatic negative thoughts. Triggers of the mind. Who's ever been thinking about something and then all of a sudden your mind's over here on something that you really shouldn't be thinking about? And you go, how did I get from that to that like that or even quicker? This is how. Understanding the hardware. The brain is the hardware of human personality. The brain operates electrochemically, while the brain produces words for speaking at an approximately 250 words a minute. It operates on ideas at a rate of some 1,250 words a minute. So before you can even go, what the? Your brain has gone from where you were being good to where you shouldn't be, way ahead of you. The brain is receiving sensory information from all over the body at electric speed. Most of this happens unconsciously. We tend not to become aware of it until a reaction catches our attention. Neurochemical patterns are reacting to stimuli producing impulses and reactions constantly. Brain cells don't touch. They transmit signals to one another across a synapse gap, or that's a, that means a gap, by chemicals. The brain cells live in a jelly called, big long word starting with A, and you break it down to ACH in brackets, which is the medium through which the signals must pass in order to communicate. ACA locks in patterns of brain communication. Once learned, they become a track for good and evil. Once a complex chain has been formed, messages run down that chain at 1,250 words a minute. The chain is a learned pattern. When the first link in that chain is stimulated, the mind runs to the end of that chain faster than you are consciously aware. You can never remove a chain once it has been established. When you un- this, is a, this is a game changer when you understand this. It's taken me 62 years to find this out. It will be with you for life. You might feel the tension of the impulse created by a chain for the rest of your life for good and evil. A, hab- a habitual chain or habit cannot be undone. It can only be replaced. You must Retrain a new response. You can pray all you want. 
But God has designed your brain. And he's designed it like that. So we have to replace that highway or motorway. See, we can't get rid of it. So what do we do with these ants? How can we overcome them? It's actually very simple. Earlier this year, Sandy and I travelled down to Mudgee in New South Wales to see her mum and sister and brother-in-law. And getting out of Sydney Airport to Mudgee is actually very simple. You turn left out of the airport, you go a few kilometres, you turn onto, I think it's the M5, you go through a tunnel under a whole heap of suburbs, come up, keep going for a while, then you swing north onto the M something else, you go so many kilometres up there, then you swing left onto another M, and Blue Mountains, Lithgow, Bang, Mudgee, you're there. Unless, of course, they're doing major roadworks, which, which they were. We've done this a number of times. It is just so easy. And we're driving along, chatting away, and I keep looking at these signs. And I'm going, why have they got Canberra and Goulburn on them? We're not going to Canberra and Goulburn. We were going in the wrong direction. Somewhere amongst all this roadworks, they've changed something, and instead of swinging around, we just went straight ahead, and we're heading off in the wrong direction. So what did we need? An off-ramp. As soon as we could find one, which was 30 k's down the road or something, but we found an off-ramp. That's what we have to do with our mind. As soon as we realise we're on the wrong motorway, we have to hit an off-ramp. We've got to get off that motorway. Young people... Listen, off-ramp, say it. No, not you old people. (laughs) Young people, say off-ramp. Off-ramp. If you don't remember anything else, remember off-ramp. And then listen to the pod thing on the thing you'll work out. My brain has got that many bad motorways in it. You ever seen one of those pictures of, you know, in America and they look like spaghetti? I have motorways going everywhere that end up in not good places. You young people from today can stop that. So when you're 62, you might only have a couple. You've got to take the off-ramp, and it's so easy. I now drive in a car with Jesus. He's driving and I'm navigating. And when I realise I'm on a bad motorway, Jesus, off-ramp now. Plant the foot. I'm hanging on. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Oh, aren't you great, God? I'm not going to that place. I've taken the off-ramp. These, off, these, these highways, as it says there, are never going to disappear. They're always going to be in your brain. Who's seen, who's driven to Brisbane in the last, I don't know, five, ten years? Just south of this side of Jinjin, they did a whole heap of 
taking out bends and put in nice highway and that, you can still see the old one, can't you? Yeah, you can. But you're not on it. You've taken a new one, a better one. You've got to take the off-ramp. See, renewing the mind is more a biological event than it is spiritual. (laughs) Fancy saying that in a Pentecostal church. But the spiritual part of it is being obedient to God's word. The off-ramp is doing it up here. And only you can do that. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And your head will be a mess like mine is when you're 62. I prefer you have a great head by the time you're 62 with about three motorways. Yeah. Come on. Be, be, be obedient. Now God's word says, now, do this, do that, do whatever. And if you're heading down a motorway that's not doing that, get on the off-ramp and get off. I'm sure someone's saying, is this biblical? Too right it is. A bit like a government form. You fill it in and they send it back saying, no, that's not good because you didn't write it the way they want it to be written, even though you said the same thing. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God gives you an offer. No, hang on, no, sorry. God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of, out of it victoriously. My interpretation, off-ramp. What are you going to take? Off ramp. Exit the motorway. Go to a good place. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Heading down that motorway, take the off-ramp to Philippians 4.8. Take the off-ramp. We got that? Yeah. What are you going to do? Off-ramp. Take the off-ramp. Psalm 43, 3 to 4 says, this is the causes of our problem. This is how we sort of fixed it. So we'll get on to the... Give me your lantern and compass. Give me a map so I can find my way to the sacred mountain, to the place of your presence. Psalm 119, 105 says, Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. What's it saying? It's all about God's word. The light of his word shining on us, showing us the correct way. Psalm 119, it's all about knowing and what God's word can do for us and, the, and just how great it is and how we need to be into it. Shining the light, showing us the way of our life. 
From there it goes to, so I can find my way to the sacred mountain, to the place of your presence, to enter the place of worship, meet my exuberant God, sing my thanks with a harp, magnificent God, my God. That's where God's word is leading us to. That's what the psalmist is saying as we get into allow God's light to come into our life. We will want to go to that place, guiding us to a place of worship. When trouble comes, we may go to God in worship, in song and in praise. But I, but I can't sing. Who cares? That's why we have loud music, so I can sing. But it shouldn't matter. I've been in churches where they've just had a guitar or just had a piano and you sometimes think they're all singing a different song. But they're excited. They're just worshipping anyway. Yeah, come on. You know, I, I was in a, a um, Bible study group, I suppose you'd call it, a, a group anyway, and we had a guy, I think his name was Roy, and we'd sing, you know, sort of typical thing, you'd sing four or five was chorus, remember choruses? Yeah, we used to sing choruses then. And Roy wasn't, re- I mean, people say I'm not the best at singing or timing. You should have seen Roy. <laughs> I can generally clap the, to the drum. Yeah. You know, say we sort of go, Roy would be, ah, bless the Lord. I've, and you, oh, my, he was off everything. And you know, um, a lady one day, I can't remember whether she spoke, I think she did actually spoke, spoke to him and uh, said he, he wasn't any good at it. You know, don't, don't do it. You're putting... No! He was just worshipping God. Let him worship how he wants to. My goodness. I mean, as I said now, we, we've got a great team here. They're so flexible. They're really good. We've got a great, great... And I've been in those places and, you know, there's, they sing in these songs, you know, Rock of Ages, cleft of me! That's horrible. Sandy and I have actually been there where that song was thought up. It's southeast of Bristol in England. There's a little thing on the rock. I took a photo in case no one believed me. The guy who rode it was sheltering in a massive storm. I don't think the horse had much chance because there wasn't a very big hole in the rock. But anyway, that's just really got nothing to do with anything. But they are exuberant in their worship. So let's do that whether we're good at it or bad. Because oftentimes when we're in worship, it's when God will speak to us. I find that there's some, I get a thought or a, you know, something. When we're worshipping God, he loves our worship. Hebrews 4.16 says, Now we can come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. We can come freely and boldly in worship before the throne of God. Into the very, to the very throne of God. That's available to, available to us through Jesus Christ.
Nathan, can I have the flexible music team up, please? So don't believe the lies of the accuser. If you're being told you can't do this or you can't do that or you know, you're not educated or you're not this, get on the off-ramp. Get on the off-ramp. Get into those godly thoughts. And allow the light of his word to shine in your life and worship God with all you've got. Do it in your car, do it in the shower, do it wherever. I mean, you, can, you don't have to yell and shout. You can, if you, obviously, sometimes you're in a place where it's probably not the best thing to jump up and down and shout hallelujah. Just do it within yourself, but do it. Take an off-ramp into that place of worship. Hang on, I don't want that one. The song we were going to sing was that victory is yours, which we have sung tonight. And the words are, Our fighters with weapons unseen, your enemies crushed to their knees. As we rise up in worship, when trials unleash like a flood, the battle belongs to our God as we cry out in worship. The victory is yours. You're riding on the storm. Your name is unfailing. Though kingdoms rise and fall, your throne withstands them all. Your name is unshaken. What hell meant to break me has failed. Now nothing will silence my praise. I will cry out in worship. The walls of the prison will shake. The chain-breaking king will rise to save as we cry out in worship. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed. For I fully expect my saviour God to break through for me. The reason I wanted to change when we sang this song we're going to sing, this is kind of what I'm doing here, telling us what to do, whereas this song is doing it. So let's stand together and worship the Lord as we finish this evening. Let's pray quickly first. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you do look after us. You are with us. You never leave us or forsake us. And I thank you, Lord, for that... um, 1 Corinthians, if I could find it, that we all experience times of testing, which is normal for us humans, but you are faithful. You will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every trial or test that we face so that we can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust you more. For along with every trial, God, you provide a way out, a way of escape that will bring us out of it victoriously. Father, I thank you. Lord, help us to recognise those motorways in our brains that are taking us to places we should not go. And I thank you that we can take the opera to your glory. I thank you for the light of your word that encourages us daily and that it leads us to worshipping you. And we give all praise and honour to you in Jesus' name. Amen.